0: We are on a mission, a mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy. On the Catalyst podcast, we dive
1: into current events that are shaping how pharmacists approach their patients and their businesses. Fuel your passion for pharmacy, one conversation at a time.
0: Three, two, one, zero. Ignition.
1: Welcome to the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. I am your host, Mark Bivens, Vice President of Sales at PioneerX, and today I'm here with Josh. Hi, I'm Josh Howland, Vice President of Clinical Strategy. Today we're here with uh, Stacy Hubert, owner of Ashland Pharmacy, uh, but also the 2020 CPSN Luminary of the Year. Oh yeah, and I know, right? So, and, yeah, but you're also yeah. involved in like so many other things. I think you're on the like PSAO board of Cardinal. Uh, I know you're in C- yeah. NCPA, your state. Um, all of that, almost everything. But really you guys have, the one thing I wanted to highlight, if you've grown, like not just you, you and a lot of other smart people in pharmacies have grown that CPSN group in Nebraska from zero to 50 plus or something like that, right?
2: It's a, it was a great team effort and it's been a, a great ride. I mean, probably one of the most professionally rewarding, um, you know, avenues and journeys that I've taken. Um, and I, and I was as people know me, I was like, if people ask me to do stuff, I say, yeah, like even today, podcast. Oh, me and you both. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? What am I doing? Okay. Yeah. I guess I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> we talked so, about
1: that. Yeah. That's so good. Cool. I'm, me and you both.
2: I did a podcast with uh, this audio with Joe Moose and mm-hmm. I... And it was fun just talking, talking. And of course, I talk too much because I'm always really blah, <laughs> blah, blah. But yeah. it's kind of nice to be able to see your face to yeah. say, oh, okay, I'm kid- like a more yeah. of a conversation. Yeah, I feel like the, it, the you it a little better. Engaging.
1: Even if you didn't use the video, like if you were just going to do the audio, I, I do feel like there's something there on the video side that to keep you both like, you know, because sometimes you can't, when you're talking, you can't understand how it's always landing Right, and then you get that visual feedback.
0: Well, and, and I've I've done thirty hours of CE this month um, oh, because <laughs> my because my my license <laughs> expires in say, about like, three days. Are you running up the? Running <laughs> up? <laughs> um, but you know, one of the things that that works out is, and APHA has done a pretty good job of retooling this. And I often don't sing their praises because they often don't deserve it, but. <laughs> their CEs have gotten pretty good and like the videos are they used to just do like a a slide and like a an audio track over it but a lot of the newer ones they've done the slide with the video and it helps to actually watch a human talk because it's mind-numbing to do 30 hours of CE in one month also I know I should have Spread it out evenly <laughs> over like, two before years. Before you
1: start in on me, the- <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I also know that every Same. pharmacist Same. listening to this <laughs> does thirty hours the month before their. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, trade shows actually hurt that. I used to get all my CE's I at think. trade shows.
1: Oh, that's so true. That's true. There's usually always a CE, yeah. some CE classes at all those places.
2: I think it's important, and they have it almost every trade show. Is um, the APHA uh, is the immunization, um, and you can get so many CEs so same thing my pharmacist went and got her 20 hours you know 10 hours homework and and then back in the trade show so I think that hurt us during COVID this last year is because people that maybe were interested in doing immunizations you know it's hard to Um, I don't know slice that time up and try to find it at home but if you're going to a trade show and you know it's kind of a no-brainer it's better to do it live
0: yeah, and the APHA trade show, they actually do the whole shebang. You do your 10 hours at home, you get 10 hours there, and then you get CPR certified that afternoon.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Okay, so, yeah, they were cranking some out then. Yeah, mm-hmm. every year. That's true. That's, that's true. And think about the just the conference or trade show impact, how it could have affected other folks that could have gotten more comfortable to do more vaccines or, yeah. or tackle it faster. Testing, yeah, thing, all of that. That's true. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. no Hopefully next year. Stacy dropped knowledge. Year. I know you're I know you graduate from the University of Nebraska. I know you're a corn husker. Um, yeah, Josh is a I longhorn, was so don't... in
2: Iowa. Oh so okay. Iowa. I grew up in Iowa, small right. town. Uh, I had a great role model. I ended up uh babysitting. At any small town, you know, you yeah. you start babysitting and trying to get out of detasseling corn, et cetera. So that's Midwest <laughs> issues we have. <laughs> But, uh, you know, in a small town, you, you're you out for every sport and it just kind of continued, you know, that small town feel of, if they ask you to be in the youth group, you do the youth group. If you yeah. do the softball, you do softball. So uh, I started babysitting for the pharmacist in town. And so that was he was an awesome example of what you want to be in your community. Um, I was leaning towards healthcare and, and science anyway, science and math were kind of my jam in high school. Cool. And so I'm like, Hey, you know, I want to do either physical therapy or pharmacy. And I said, can I just come sweep your floors, you know, or do anything? And he was so generous with his time and, and uh, just with the whole community, I could just observe a great pharmacist in a small town being really, uh, the local provider that my mom would say, Hey, You know, Stacy's has a fever. What can I do? How much can I give? So just growing up in a small town and seeing such a great example of what a pharmacy, that's what I thought pharmacy was like, he was the healthcare provider in town. So the one that you can touch and feel and come and ask and say, okay, what can I do for my kid? So I just saw the, the benefit of how much a rewarding experience that he loved it. Like I felt like he loved to come to work. I could see his you know, he helped uh, special needs people. Would walk in, okay. He'd give them a job. Okay, you can scoop or sweep or whatever. Oh, cool. So, just that integral part of small town is what I loved, and it kind of went full circle. To be honest, I started babysitting, did the whole pharmacy oh, yep. thing. Got out of detasseling corn, which was awesome to me <laughs> in the pharmacy. I don't
1: we'll have technically, to come back to this. I, I don't come, know what detassling corn. I don't is. technically know what that means, to be <laughs> well, honest. I
2: don't think anymore it's even around because they have like machines that cut off the tops. It's like so it doesn't cross pollinate. Okay. I, I'm not a farmer either, but you know, I just knew that it paid well and you could do it early and you could still go to softball practice. Noted. So that's what I did. All
0: right, got gotcha. gotcha.
2: Um, so I started doing pharmacy and uh, I got into pharmacy school right away and I was, went to work for the big chain just to get a job, uh, worked at the nuclear pharmacy, um, ended up, I was married at that point and ended up having my first son in first year of pharmacy school, not wow. recommended, but that's kind of
1: what I did. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we always, got we always <laughs> we judged,
0: uh, mental stability for the the ladies in class who did that in ours. Like, I don't know how you did it.
2: Right. You're young. I think you have a lot more energy and you just do what you do, you know, so a good supporting staff is what you got to look at. Good husband, sister, sister, family. (laughs) Right. Right. I was like 23
0: and I could barely feed myself. No one would have trusted
2: me. <laughs> yeah, to anything. Yeah, <laughs> I, I
0: definitely shouldn't be allowed to have a human at 23. Yeah. Barely now. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's debatable today.
2: That's what happens, I guess. So, you know, I went from nuclear pharmacy, probably not conducive to having a, a pregnant uh, female pharmacy student, went to the hospital oncology, that kind of thing, graduated. And uh, one of the pharmacists at that hospital actually said, Hey, I just bought a little pharmacy in Ashland. And I said, Ashland. I don't even know where that's at. It's in Nebraska because <laughs> yeah. I was an Iowa girl. Right. And so I just took a drive out and that's where it started. So I started working for them and worked into ownership.
1: Nice. So, so. you, so well, what first? You sounds like you ran the gamut on, you've probably seen almost pharmacy in every setting and it sounds like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. But, you know, my, my true passion I found was the small town community pharmacy. You know, I had other job opportunities in the cancer center and, mm-hmm. You know, just for long term and sustainability, <laughs> for my personality, it was definitely going <laughs> back personal. to the small town community. My
1: needs, right? I, I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: That's cool. Um, all right, so I'm interested in that piece. So you, so right out of, I guess, pharmacy school, you start working at Ashland, and yeah. and you stayed there, and now and now you own the store. And so for a lot of folks that either that listen to this, I think we have pharmacists out there that are. Probably looking like, how do I exit? And I'm probably not handing this down to a family member, um, or in your shoes when you were younger, how do I get into this? And, and 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 I'm sure that timing has to work out in that way. But I guess can you talk a little bit about what that stru- What do you? How do you structure something like that, or how do you begin the conversation?
2: Yeah, and I think it's really the passion. And I always tell I'm, I was a big part in trying to help with women in pharmacy, Cardinal Health. I was on the national retail board. And, and they had the same dilemma. You have all of these 70-year-old men that own the yeah. pharmacies and in independents. And what are you going to do with your store if, you're, if your kids are not going to take over? Um, and, it, and it was getting disheartening for them because they were back in the good old days where you got cash payment. Yeah. You know, you just could pay your bills and not have to worry about a third party. Um, and it really came to be, like, the majority of pharmacy, like, I don't know about your class, Josh, but, you know, how many, what would percentage of of your class was female versus male.
0: Uh, I was probably more like 70-30 female.
2: Yeah, oh, and it's even gotten more, mm-hmm. you know, it's I feel. Um, so a lot of those 30% men, you know, there's 70% to choose from to go work part-time, go work in a good pharmacy. If you find the right person, you need those women as well as men. I mean, I kind of say both of them, to have the... I don't know, to give them the power and the, the foresight to say, hey, you, this is something you can do and mm-hmm. you can enjoy, you can have a great life. Um, and there's stresses, let's be honest. Oh, but sure. Yeah. Just to give the emp- empowerment to women to say, you can do this. Like you don't have to be an accountant. I don't have to be a banker. I don't have to be a marketing gal. I can just hand that over to people that are good. So you surround yourself in good people with good people. You know, that's what you got to do. So you just got to really for independence, I, I have a true passion to try to get people to say, Hey, look at me. I did it. I did
1: Let's be honest. You're better than I
2: am and you can do it. So <laughs> that's what I tell people.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, that, that's so good. It, yeah. We were kind of, I was kind of talking back and forth with Josh a little bit uh, about that. And, and you're right. There just seems like there's this at the moment, I wouldn't call it a bubble. I I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not an expert there, but this group of folks that are looking to, to try to like exit in some way, just because it's time they're trying to retire whatever, or, or it's just changed so much and they're trying to retire. Um, so, and so you probably get to teach a lot of those pharmacists that are coming in through classes. I think you have a pretty big preceptor program. Is that right?
2: Yeah. I have a great pharmacist that has uh, taken over really the preceptor part of it. And she's, like I say, hire smart people, you know, smarter than you, you have uh, good surround yourself in good people with good people. And then, and really, I think that that gave me, I don't know, I, I felt like if you're in the pharmacy and a lot of independents are feel this way, that, your own little problems. Oh, it just must be Ashland, Nebraska. I'm a small pharmacy. Um, this is probably just why this is happening. And then you'd start reaching out and talking to other independents and we're all on the same boat. Like we all have the same struggles. And, uh, when I was joining the, the national, they asked me to be on the national retail advisory board for Cardinal health. It really, I felt like I learned so much from that whole group That's of so people. Good. I mean, there were so many great owners and, and yeah, ninety percent of them were men and above <laughs> sixty-five, but they gave you, you know, that encouragement and saying that yeah, even though they're way bigger than Ashland Pharmacy, sure. um, they still had the same problems. So,
0: yeah, it's. Um, I wish there was a way to can kind of conveniently filter that back down because pre-pandemic, you know, all of us at, you know on the Pioneer Leadership Team, we traveled to see a lot of pharmacies, and a lot of them have this feeling of like. Oh, like I have this special problem it only exists with me. And then you go like down the street to the same place, a different place and like exact same special problem. And it exists all over the place, maybe different forms of that special problem. But it's a universal like, hey, this is a problem with all independent pharmacy.
2: I know it's crazy how, and I think that's what NESP and and CPSN, from that board, I learned that, hey, there's a great group out of North Carolina that's trying to get, and in pharmacy school, you're spoon fed, say, hey, you're going to do all these services. And I knew we were, because I'd seen a great pharmacist in action. Nice. Um, But you're kind of getting paid. Um, I kind of always felt when I first started that you're getting paid dispensing fees and that's what you're doing. You're getting paid for the service Mm. and the drug. Well, as it kept paring down, paring down, you're not getting paid for the services. And it just, the light came on when I was going to take over partnership and buying out my last partner, um, who was like my dad, love him to death, but (laughs) I'm like, it's time to go. You need to retire and enjoy (laughs) it. But anyway, at the same time, it was kind of come into a head that what can I do to make sustainability? Like if I want to do this the rest of my career, how am I going to keep Ashton Pharmacy alive and have healthcare in a local, in my local town that I love so much? So it just kind of, the light bulb came on and said, hey, reach out to the other ones. It's just like you said, Josh, to go down the street and say, okay, well, what are good pharmacies here? Can I talk to, I had women in pharmacy owners that I started out with and I said, I'm just going to expand it and see what the reach is out there. You know, how many people would like to join this group? And I'm not a salesperson. So it's, it was kind of hard for me to just cold call people and say, Hey, do you want to join this new group? And they're like, what are you talking about?
1: What are you doing?
2: So so it was a struggle to begin with, but the great leadership, I mean, Nebraska had already started, um, Kim Galt, uh, actually I called up Mark McCurdy to, to kind of have a shout out for my leadership team. I started out with Mark McCurdy and, And he says, yeah, we're doing kind of hypertension and um, uh, diabetes uh, prevention right now through a grant for the state of Nebraska. And I'm like, whoa, you know, this is what we're leading for. Can we just kind of join forces? And he's like, yeah, the great grant writer is Kim Galt from Creighton University College of Pharmacy. So it recruited her because she has that background of getting grants, Mm -hmm. um, really trying to get data. She's kind of a huge, which I'm not. I'm like okay, let's just do it. I don't understand why we can't just do this. But uh, so she was kind of the X and O's like, okay, we can put this data together. We can join forces with the grant. Um, And then Mitch Dynas, from her, she had already reached out. She had done a lot of uh, work on saying other people in the community all across the state of Nebraska, which I had no idea who they were, hey, do you want to uh, join this group? And that's how it started, basically. We just kind of put these great group of pharmacies that were already doing uh involved in that grant and started at the Nebraska CPSN.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. You know, it's interesting though. You you mentioned that you brought in some a grant writer from Creighton. You know, like one of the things that I've seen across a lot of the Flip the Pharmacy and the other cohorts is that, you know, the first couple of those guys it was all desire and people trying to do cool stuff. And then the ones that ended up being really successful about how to like organize and plan it were at least partnered with the university in their area. You know, like Arkansas again partnered with, um, yeah, okay. you know, UAMS that's where I was going with that. I was going to go that way. And uh, PPCN and Pennsylvania, you know, both heavily, you know, at least supported by their, their local universities. Um, and yeah, for someone it, who it is a little nice skeptical of she academics, she already done it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
1: I feel like if you're in either flip the pharmacy or CPS, C P E S N, should you, or in your region, should you, if you don't have a strong grant writer or a relationship with the university side of things, should you, I, I, I don't oh, know. Oh,
2: I think so. Yeah. Because most of us are pharmacy owners and we're doing our own thing. We kind of know the background, but she, for like, you need somebody that really loves data, loves to be able to reach out I and gotcha. say, you know, how much, mo- Are you increasing your care plans and really staying on task because um, my passion was, okay. if we're helping people and, you know, let's get the money to help support our pharmacies to change, like Philip the Pharmacy, how are we going to change a sustainability model to keep local pharmacies alive? And so you you really need those people of expertise. So I felt that I had it because I had great pharmacies with Mitch uh, Dinus out of Beatrice and Mark McCurdy out of Cambridge. Okay. And then Tom Koch were really I found him and he's in, he's a huge part of Flip the Pharmacy um, for being our uh, our coach. So you, cool. you need all types. You need people that need to reach mm. out, but you also need people behind the scenes, like the Walt and Roy for the Disney. You know, <laughs> the, you need a Walt and you need a Roy. So no
1: doubt, all right. No doubt. Yeah. Well, you guys are getting some traction, so let, I guess let's you know you guys have, uh, yeah, like you said, I think over fifty locations in CPSN now in, in Nebraska, but and I think you're kind of excited about some state opportunities. You might, um, yeah. and what's the state appetite for working with with pharmacies like you?
2: I think it's really been good. Like the, the grants that we had started with, with Kim was mm-hmm. a state grant. Okay. Now, was it pharmacy and healthcare related and Medicaid? Not necessarily, but it kind of works hand in hand. So we started out with that. Like, how could we even get this group going? Can we have some funds to make it a clinically integrated network? Can we right. have some funds to help with software, to help integrate with Pioneer and, and other software um, programs to make it in the workflow? How are we going to keep this up. Like you can say little tally mark. Yeah, I did this, this, and this. And if you didn't do it, you didn't do it. So, and then really I was the one that would go and reach out to the different groups. And at the same time, Nebraska and other States probably in the same way, it went from state of Nebraska. I can just go talk to Medicaid provider to MCOs. Mm -hmm. So they're like, we love what you're doing, but now you have to talk to three other companies (laughs) that are nationwide and they're wanting to save money.
1: right not right expanded. not spend more money, right? Yeah, right. right. Uh-huh.
2: So you have to really kind of show them that your service is going to save them money. And so it's kind of a, a we're taking care and every pharmacist knows that the high needs um, are maybe the underprivileged under you know they don't have the money to do mm-hmm. it. so they do end up being on a Medicaid system. We're taking care of them anyway. But can we keep them out of the hospital and save our taxpayer money? So it's both ways. You know, right. we're going to we help our patients, which is our number one goal. And that's always what I've said. If you keep your patient in the forefront, you're going to do some good things. Mm-hmm. And, and the money will follow later. And that's what I really, truly feel that I have a passion to take care of the patients. But then we need to be able to have a pharmacy to take care of those patients. And how can we do that? Save money we're going to show our worth, we're going to save you money. And by paying us a little bit to really focus in on this group of, of population in our communities.
0: Right. So. so have you found like the managed care organizations really looking at total cost of care now more than they have been? You know, Because historically, you know, everybody was, you know, penny wise and pound foolish on pharmacy where I'm going to switch somebody from this diabetes drug to, you know, metformin that you have to take three grams of a day when, you know, sometimes, you know, metformin is a great drug, right? We're, right, I, I won't debate right. that part. Right. But you know, sometimes it's more, if a patient's going to take a drug that's better for them and they spend more money, but they lower their cost of care, it makes way more sense. But when you split that between I only care about hospital and, or only care about right. medical, I only it. care about pharmacy, mm-hmm. it's the wrong choice. Right. Well, and
2: that's what Joe Moose in North Carolina had started saying, hey, let's look at the big picture. Why are we doing that for just the the little slice of, you know, pharmacy right. versus, it's, it's almost like they pitted each other against each other, pharmacy versus healthcare. And it's really mm-hmm. an integrated part. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Yeah, if, even from talking for Troy, when we had Troy on, it seems like the appetite's getting or at least the foresight seems to be there now to go look. You can you can turn the dial a little bit to the right for pharmacy, spend some money and services there, uh, yeah. in order to really watch the gauge come down on healthcare spend. Um,
2: well, but, and Troy's been an, a, a great. I mean, I have a cell phone number. He's able to <laughs> really talk to me now. First of all, don't you have, just have to be number. the one that bugs, knocks on everyone's door, <laughs> like the MCOs. You get in the pharmacy side, but you really want the medical director, right, right. on those MCOs. Mm-hmm. So just bugging them, bugging them, setting up appointments, calling them, I have okay. to say. I probably was a best if you, had, <laughs> if you had an interview from yeah. them. They're like, Stacey Hubert, oh gosh. Oh you know, my
1: goodness, was... right. We'll, we'll have to follow up and do some research. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: you know, one of the best things happened was I had a great relationship with a, a pharmacy provider or pharmacy director and they ended up leaving or uh, he was without a job. So I said, hey, I had this great contract going. I need to talk to the medical side because it was part of that health savings. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to them. They know they get it. Like the medical directors totally saw it. So that's where we're at right now is we're really close on getting this Medicaid MCO because the medical director said, yeah, that makes sense. So when they hired the new pharmacy director, they're like, we want this. Nice. And so now that you have the state involved and the medical director, you know, the, yeah. this pay, paves the way for a better contract.
1: Well, that's good. So you say you're not a salesperson. I am not. <laughs> you I sound am not. a lot like so, sound a lot like something Mark would like do. Like someone who's pretty good at sales. Um, I get no, it. No,
2: no. You just have to be. A, you know, if you're passionate about what you want. I mean, I'm, I can't. I can't sell anything that I don't.
1: Right. You know, no. Hundred really percent. Yeah. You. You. Any salesperson really, honestly, can't sell anything. If you, well, you're, the evil oh, ones can.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I've got a couple you, of car dealers that I can yeah, introduce you yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. The evil ones can. Um, for sure. <laughs>
1: exactly. Well, man, it just sounds like y'all are doing such cool stuff over there. Um, you're also one of, um, and and I know we kind of, I wouldn't say we really beat this over the head yet, but we've talked a lot about a COVID and COVID testing and and and, and vaccinations in this yeah. podcast, mainly because it's just so what everyone's trying to figure out right now. And you, you happen to be a little more prepared than others. And that's what we're hearing a lot of with CLIA waivers and things like that. But Um, how has kind of learning to test well, vaccinate well, impacted, impacted your pharmacy?
2: Yes. Same goes right back to how are you going to take care of your community? You know, so, um, I started out smart people said 15 years ago, you have to do immunizations. I'm like, Oh no, no, I'm kind of scared about that. I don't, I don't know. You know, I I know how to do it, but I don't want to do it. Just do it. Mm. So I did it. I listen to smart people. That's what you got to do. And so with that, and I did always like Brown bag day with my students. And I, we talked about the preceptor. Um, at that time I said, okay, we always do a Brown bag with, you know, we're going to test a one, or we're going to test. I didn't do a one C's. It was more just blood sugars or blood pressure or that kind of stuff. So with that, you had to have a clear waiver. So I got it. And I just thought every pharmacy had it like that was, I just thought you had to have it if you were going to do right. like even the blood sugar. Um, so I had that already and then immunizations. Yes. And then it just kind of led into if you're doing immunizations for flu, I, yeah, I might as well just do the point of care. Cause I was doing it yeah. already. I might as well do strap and flu, which I didn't even know was available until a couple years ago. So I just bought that BD Veritor and started it yeah. up about a year ago, actually. And so I started point of care, but that would be when they would just walk in and It was not an appointment-based model. It was more like, hey, can I come in? Yeah, sure. Walk-in's welcome. You know, mm-hmm. that's what you always say. Walk-in's welcome. You want everybody to walk in.
1: <laughs> right.
2: And then COVID hit, right? Yeah, no kidding. That like, changed. Walk-in's not welcome. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And welcome. everyone's so, like, I'm not going in there
1: if you're walking in. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Come on in for a test. Well, <laughs> right. you know, I thought, oh, great. Right. I just did my point of care. Now it's going to tank because I can't even do it. So, uh, and we don't have a drive through, uh, but we have a, 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 an alley that goes between like the gas station, this alley, and then the back door of the pharmacy. And so once in a while, if people couldn't come in, we'd open the back door and give it to them, you know, well, that's what it was going to have, have to happen. We kept it, um, we're a small enough town that we could keep the doors open and we did the six feet and okay. everyone wear a mask, that kind of thing. I said, well, the BD Veritor, if I can get the test that when they said that they were coming out with a COVID test, I'm like, that's a no brainer. I can do that. Well, no brainer. There's a lot of hiccups. Everybody probably went through it. <laughs> but uh, CPSN and other ones had like how tos So I started listening to them of how they got started. Okay. And part of it was the schedule base. So I started um, signed up for the security. It was the end of October. And <laughs> I was just looking back at my my calendar and I'm like, Oh, November 1st, I signed up, I signed my husband up just to see how it'd work Mm -hmm. and put the questions in and, uh, over the weekend and signed my husband up for a COVID test just to, to see if it'd work. Okay. That's fine. By Wednesday I had six people and then they'd call and say, Oh, I heard you had it. Boom. You know, then all of a sudden I'm like, how am I going to do this? And, and keep my pharmacy staff safe. So I started uh, out of my RV. I said, I told my <laughs> husband, can you, can we drive the RV can and we try? park it by the side That's of the door? So, so then everybody Love thought it. I was doing it inside the RV, which was kind of chaos. And I had this, you know, I got a ticket from the city oh. saying, Hey, you have, <laughs> you know, you have illegal parking. You're keeping it over. I said, I'm doing COVID testing. I had this whole handmade sign COVID testing, you right. know, so dumb, but you just do what you
0: have to do. Uh, I guess important question: Did you get the ticket taken away? Did they? Did they? yeah, Did it they
1: dismiss? Yeah, oh,
0: yeah, no kidding. You're like illegal parking, <laughs> public probably, service,
1: and probably the only place to get a COVID test, maybe. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, it was in
1: your town. Was, so. Yeah, that
0: guy feels bad. Yeah, the, the judge is like, mm, they did. You yeah. got any of those tests left? left. Right, right. <laughs> wow.
2: But it all worked out. So it, it really helped me prepare to from the COVID testing now to the COVID vaccines. Okay. You know, so I'm able to sign people up and, and when they're ready and available. So it's just taking care of your community and you just do it. And if you make mistakes, you know, you just keep going. I got a better sign on my RV. Got a I better sign. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. So, you know, and I guess in the news, everybody's talking about the vaccines. But the other thing that's kind of percolating in the the if you read a lot of news about covid or the the variants in the 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 virus right and so there there have been a couple where the variant has just been better at transmission Um, and now they're tracking one out of brazil where it's both better at transmission and has some surface mutations that allow it to not respond to your antibodies so you know, I know it's a rough time right now. You're trying to
1: scare us? us? Like, good lord! All yes, right. it is. <laughs> a South Africa one, yeah. nice. so There's oh, a lead. there's a movie
0: called Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. It's yeah. starting to look like that. Goodness. Um, you know, but I, I know it's a rough time to think about you know next year. But what do you think that means for COVID vaccines mm. now, next year, going forward? Yeah.
2: Oh, I think it. It's all. That's why every pharmacy has to do immunizations. So you have to do it. That's going to be your local effort and you're going to have to do it. I mean, I think if to be sustainable and be able to take care of our communities, that's going to be an ongoing thing that is not even a doubt in my mind. And it's been so rewarding even doing just regular immunizations, you know, the Tdap, the grandpa and grandma shot, I need to go see my grandkid, you know, Uh just things like that. You have to do it. I don't know why people aren't but they
1: need to. Yeah, I remember when I, I was talking to you yesterday a little bit. We were prepping for this, and uh, I think I gave you some percentages. I don't, I don't remember the percentages of, of who all vaccinates that we know of on Pioneer X. And I remember she, I was like, that could either be surprisingly high or low. She's like,
0: that's low. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. So
2: low. it's funny. Well, if I can do it, anyone can do it. So let, yeah. you know, I was you know, I was
0: shocked that yeah. like, it's higher than I bet a lot of places are, but lower than it should be. Yeah, yeah. you know, like I was hoping. 80 percent right not 60 percent right
1: well
2: and I want the people that aren't doing it is because they're right beside a clinic that has
0: could be
1: you know the capability
2: of doing it that is fine like if you're taking care of your community because it's already taken care of I don't care but if you're doing it if you're not doing it because you're scared of it you hire students you hire whatever you just do it nice I don't know I
1: like it it's a good soundbite yeah uh, it's the uh, if you not, That's true. Already.
2: That's true. We <laughs>
0: might be copyright infringing <laughs> If you're not vaccinating, you're not helping.
1: Oh, there, there yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah. all right. So, do you think this is here every year? Do you think this is a booster every year or, or something yep. like that? We've been talking about that internally. Yep.
2: I do. Yeah. Because coronavirus itself, if you know the, the back, I mean, it is the cold. They always said, I think I just have a little cold. I go, yeah, that that's a coronavirus. It's just that this is a different strain of mm. the old coronavirus. You know, so you know, people just keep saying, "Oh, I think I just have a cold." I'm like, "You're COVID night. You know, you're positive." So.
1: <laughs> 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 well, so, so what's some? You said you used Acuity. I, I don't mind talking about tools. What tools did you use to even build your kind of appointment based model? Um,
2: yeah, I I just did acuity and I hit and miss. I'm not great at it, but I can if I can do it, anyone can do it too. But um, <laughs> then I had other people in the group that and CPSN also, you know, they did the job form. Mm-hmm. Great oh, the
1: job platform. form. That's right. That's right. Those are the two. We yeah, those are probably about. the
0: two most yeah. common tools. Okay. And
2: it seemed like that looked prettier, but then when I tried to print it off, then it still looked the same as my acuity. So I ended up just doing it through Pioneer, just getting all those questions that I liked and formatted it to a COVID-19 vaccine versus the flu. And then just had a few more boxes to check. So I still like the paper model because then I use that as a prescription for my collaborative practice agreement I gotcha. to give vaccines. I, I so see. I still like it.
1: That makes sense, actually. Yeah. Okay.
2: So I use Acuity still for scheduling, but not as far as I, I started it out like with all my uh, healthcare workers and my 1A group
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, to do it online, answering all those questions. But you still have to sign a paper that day. Like you can that's answer all those questions, true. but it has to be right. that day. Yeah.
1: Cause I guess the uh, the other thing, I guess maybe you print it out after they yeah. do it and then they sign that paper that day. Right. Um,
2: yeah. But it's, true. it's bigger form than pioneer. I just have a one pager. So I, I've really fell in love with that this last two weeks. So it's kind of evolved where it had everything online, but you have, what's your group like two two, a, all those down the line online fine. We get so many people right now that they don't have a computer. They're not, they're like, I don't even know how to kind of like Skype today. (laughs) (laughs) The old people. Yeah. yeah, I guess you
0: you had that weird like speed bump in there, right? Your one A is like the younger healthcare workers that are online, no problem. And then your one B, which is 65 and older. Yeah. Yeah. Different demographic. Yeah, for sure. They'd um, so much rather I guess,
2: just be able to answer it. You have to give them readers sometimes, but, you know, yeah, there you go. Right.
0: Yeah. I guess oh, the answer true. is you, you almost have to be prepared. Like, you know, we're we're working on a lot of online, you know, really trying to help pharmacies do that quickly. But you have to have both options.
1: Yeah. you know? Absolutely. I, li- I like her tip on have some spare readers.
0: It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you referring to reading glasses reading or glasses? like a, a human yes. to read? No, oh, okay. no, 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 You're not yelling at the, yelling at it, shouting the form. Now, at sometime, them.
2: I had to do it once. I've already had <laughs> okay. to read the questions and answers, So that's true. But with COVID, you know, you still have to keep your distance and, and timing. So that's why I think the walk ins welcome is not welcome. Yeah, it's not so going to work. You have to do the scheduling, but you can still do the paper for the answering questions. So shoot I'm, I'm right, almost you know, seeing like a 15 minute waiting,
0: like a 1B vaccine setup where you get like a bunch of elderly people in a, like a bingo hall style setting and you just read off the questions and they dab it <laughs> yeah
2: that's a good idea that's
0: good that's good
2: i would i would play i love bingo
0: <laughs> so i, I this is not related to covid or pharmacy but i went and played bingo with a friend of mine in college her grandma played like every thursday night or something oh, that's good I and it them. was a blast
1: Dude, they are it's fun the in there. They yeah. are fun. And in when there. one
0: of the younger kids, like one of my friends won and like the old ladies were unhappy. Like
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah no, they can kind of get like kind of intense and yeah. aggressive.
0: It was like a territorial, like you're yeah. a new person and you won. How dare you?
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're a newbie and you win, oh man, you get some get some looks. Yeah. yeah.
2: It was great memories. Like I I won a whole box of Hershey, you could pick anything from the table. Like when I was a little when oh, yeah. I was probably eight, nine. I bought I, I actually got to go pick a whole box of Hershey uh, Hershey bars.
0: Dude, a whole box. I have that. A great a win.
2: memories of bingo. Yeah, I take
1: that all day. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> like, the bingo model of pharmacy, I like it. I like it. Good idea. There, there was something really satisfying about dobbing to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so
1: not to get back to work stuff. almost made him do a spit take. This is funny. Um so so what kind of like You know, Scott was telling us last, last week, um, you know, it's, it's so different than the flu trying to give that vaccine. Right. Um, I guess give it, if you can talk a little bit about just how much different that really is and either space or time it takes, whatever.
2: Um, Well, and it's, you know, with the flu, you'd always say, wait around 15 minutes. This is a little, it's a hard, fast rule. You, You have to stick around for 15 minutes and then, that's where the scheduling comes in because you, you're not going to congregate 20 yeah, people mm-hmm. in a room and especially where your pharmacy is. So, you know, you go shop for cards or, you know, so you increase in front end business. now.
1: Um, <laughs>
2: and our, our counties are doing drive up and then wait, you know, 15 minutes and then go on. Um, and just emotionally, I think like yesterday we did our, our first one B group, OK, so satisfying, like as a pharmacist and my pharmacy student, I actually let him do it. And he was just over the moon. Like, oh, I cannot yeah. believe how excited these people are. Um, very satisfying. Like you, I left last night going, that was pretty cool, you know, okay. that you're able to do that and just see the happiness on their faces. Like, I'm going to get out of jail eventually here, yeah. you know, from being homebound. Yes. Yeah. So emotionally, I think it's way different than than the flu.
1: That's died. so true. It's a huge, probably like, especially after you've hit your last dose and all that, there's just probably a huge lift that maybe I don't have to just stay in my house 24 seven. That's true. Yeah.
2: It's incredible. And, it, but getting it yourself, have you guys had it yet?
1: We no. have not, we haven't made the groups. We don't make, we yeah. don't qualify we the for the
2: groups. groups. Yeah.
0: We're, we're it's- luckily or not luckily, you know, we're not frontline workers. Like we're essential. Yeah. We're still in the office, but you know, if it comes down to the way the, the stuff breaks down, we're not treating yeah, it, patients. It's so. kind
2: of it's, it's kind of a weird thing because, um, you know, it's like, okay, it's time to take it. And then we're like, oh, you know, there are some side effects. So we've really been telling people that too. It's like, okay, you're going to have side effects with this more than likely. And so it's just your immune response that's, you know, doing this for you. But it's going to be for the end of, you know, you're not making a, an appointment for the funeral home versus yeah. oh, you know yeah. you're going to stay home a couple of days right and that's what's going to do so just trying to get that and your arm's going to be sore it's yeah, well the, worth the second it is so worse, it's a different right? avenue that way it's not like give the flu shot and go on your way and hopefully it works and it, if it's the right strain well we know this is the right one for this one but like josh was saying it's gonna next, we're gonna have next to have year it's different
1: strain. right yeah
2: yeah
0: I mean, if you're Moderna or uh, Pfizer, your stock prices are looking pretty solid right now. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> my
2: my son's really big into INO. It's like one of those that, you know, that's coming down the, the mm-hmm. pike too for eventually the DNA versus the mRNA.
0: Right. Okay. Well, so, so there's I, a lot of stuff going. Even So Moderna is kind of on a, a hot streak right now. The Oh, no, sorry, the, the BioNTech group that yep. did the yeah, Pfizer. Yeah, those guys.
1: Yeah, they did the Pfizer one. Um,
0: they're about to go into um, some clinical trials for some cancer vaccines that are yeah. are really impressive. <laughs> now that was trying worth... to
2: attack it. It's the same mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of yep. cool. Wow. All those science guys. I know. Thank God we have them. Thank
1: goodness. And, and really oh, honestly though, that's really cool. I didn't want to like, uh, like gloss over this. It was like, like you letting your student, um, do oh. that test. And, and it's so rewarding and so like frontline, like, You're doing something that directly impacts your community right then. You can feel it, right? Like that's so great what you guys are doing and and how many, how much we need that from everybody
0: else. Right. I've seen a ton of Instagram posts,
2: you know, props to all those other people who did it. Look at all those vaccine guys. Like you're saying, they did all that work and we just get to do that. We get to see the whites of their eyes to see their smiles. Right. How lucky are we? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the cool things, and I don't use Instagram for much, um, but you know, one of the things they do really well is I've seen a lot of healthcare providers, you know, proudly displaying their I've immunized. But I've seen a lot of pharmacy students posting on their, you know, I got to immunize at this clinic today. I, I think it's going to be one of those things where it it foundationally changes what those students do. You know, like everybody remembers where mm. they were at on nine eleven. Right. I guarantee you that student's going to remember that on, you know, January 6th, 2021, I gave my first COVID vaccine.
2: Yeah, I hope so. You know, it's a, it's an incredible feeling. And so I was, I was happy that he, and he, that's what he said. I'm going to another small community pharmacy. And he said, this is the best experience.
1: This is what, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's so different. That's so great. Um, well, well, Stacey, again, thank you. Thank you for being on. And, yes. and thank you for what you're doing in the CPSN space in, in Nebraska, vaccinating your community, everything. Um, as, as always, it was great to talk to you again.
0: Yeah. And if it's you're, if pleasure. you guys are rolling out a new program in Nebraska, let us know. Um, our team will yeah. help and see what we can do and make it more scalable.
1: If you need some sales, oh, yeah. if you need some sales support. Give me a call. Yeah, <laughs> We can go bang yeah. on some doors, some MTOs. <laughs> Well, thanks so much. We'll let you have yeah. the rest of your day back. And uh, yeah, thanks for spending time great. with us and and enjoy your very rewarding work you get to go do.
2: That's very true. I'm lucky to do it. So. All right. Thank you, guys. All right.
1: say Thank you. We'll see you. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Catalyst Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider liking, subscribing, and or following us. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more amazing pharmacy people like you. Follow PioneerRx on your preferred social media platform for the latest up to date pharmacy news and content.